Mary, did you know that your baby boy would soon they walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy will come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kissed your little baby, you've kissed the face of God. Oh, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? The blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day rule the nation? Did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect lamb? And the sleeping child you're holding is the great I Welcome, everyone. Merry Christmas. My name is Clayton Wilfer. I'm the pastor here at Joy Church. And on behalf of Joy Church and the family of Joy, welcome. If this is your first time visiting here, we're really glad that you're here. And if you are looking for a home church or looking to get back into faith, please consider our, our family here. It is truly a spirit-filled, loving family. So, we uh, a couple of announcements. We don't do a specific offering, actually, any time during our worship. We do have offering plates at the back, and when people are moved, because God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Amen? So, we give because God is good. 
If you are so moved, there are offering baskets in the back. Tonight is actually pretty simple. We tell the story of Christmas through song, through scripture, and a message. And then at the very end, everybody will has candles. You have candles in your seat. And we will do silent light, lifting our candles up to the love, the glory of Christ Jesus. That's the night. It's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. Before silent night, I will do my fire, fire marshal safety speech, as you always have to do. Uh, but it goes pretty straightforward. So, during Advent, we have been lighting our candles. And the candles we've had so far this year, the candles are for hope, for comfort, for joy, and then for life. But tonight, tonight we light the Christ candle. And would you say with me from Scripture, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Tonight is about the light, the love of Christ Jesus. Amen. Glory 
Let's pray. Gracious God and Heavenly Father, on this most sacred holy night, with gratitude, we praise you. With thanksgiving in our hearts, all glory and honor is to you for such a precious gift that you have given us in Christ Jesus. I pray this night for all those who are of no faith or little faith, that through the working, the power of the Holy Spirit, they may come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior and may sing with all the angels in heaven tonight, glory to God in the highest. We do pray for peace. We pray for peace with you through Christ Jesus, with each other, and we pray for peace for Israel. Gracious God, let your message of comfort, hope, joy, life, and peace be heard throughout the world this night and every night. We also take a moment to lift up those who are grieving, who are in need of healing. We ask, we pray, in your divine providence, that our family, our friends, our loved ones are comforted and they are healed. And we pray all of this trusting in who you are, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child.
everlasting light, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. For Christ is born of Mary and gathered all above. While mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of stars together proclaim the holy birth and praises sing to God our King and peace to men on earth O holy child of Bethlehem descend to us we pray cast out our sin be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. What child is this way to rest on Mary's life? Gold and myrrh, compass 
same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night and an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear and the angel said to them fear not for behold I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord and this will be a sign for you you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Oh 
Let's pray. Heavenly Father, glorious God, let this, be, let this message be acceptable in your sight. Let it be unto your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a famous passage from Paul's letter to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. You often hear it during weddings. It's called the love chapter. It begins this way. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. And then it ends this way. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Well, somebody was inspired by this and implied it to Christmas. I'm going to read just a little bit of it. 
If I decorate my house perfectly with plaid bows, strands of twinkling lights and shining balls, but do not have love, I'm just another decorator. If I slave away in the kitchen making dozens of Christmas cookies, preparing gourmet meals, and arranging a beautifully adorned table at mealtime, but do not have love, I'm just another cook. If I work at a soup kitchen, carol in the nursing home, and give all that I have to charity but do not have love, it profits me nothing. If I trim a tree with shimmering angels and crocheted snowflakes, attend a myriad of holiday parties, and sing in the choir but do not focus on Christ, I have missed the point. And that it ends, toys will break, necklaces will be lost, golf clubs will rust, but giving the gift of love is important because love endures. You see, Christmas without Christ and Christmas without the love of Christ Jesus is just another holiday, isn't it? It's just a break, a time off from work. So tonight, on this holy, sacred night, we take a moment to focus on Christ and the love of God for us in Jesus. Because on this night, it was a night when love came down. So what do we mean when we say a time when love came down? Well, we can actually go to Scripture. In Isaiah, it says this, Unto us a son is given. When we say, by the way, a son is given, it doesn't mean that it is about Mary giving birth to Jesus and giving Jesus then to the world that way, although that certainly is the case, right? But there's a different meaning to a son is given. In this case, it is the father who gave his son to the world. He gave it his son to us. God the Father gave the most precious gift to the world, his only son. And why did he do that? He did it because of love. John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. I'm sure you've heard that phrase many, many times, maybe hundreds, thousands of times, and it's so easy to forget what it contains. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, not that we would take care of his son because we didn't. For God so loved the world that he gave the firstborn of creation not because we would honor him above all things, because we haven't. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, not because we would love him completely back, because we haven't. You see, when it says God so loved the world, it speaks to a, a depth, a breadth of love that we can barely comprehend. And yet this is what the Father did for the world. Now, if I 
were father, and I had to give my son to a world that would not honor him, that would mock him, that would despise him, that would use his name as a curse word. I don't know if I could do that. And I can't even imagine what it would be like for a mother who gave birth to the son to give a son to the world that would do that to her son. I can't comprehend it. But this is the depth, the breadth of the love that came down that night for us. And you know, I have to admit, the older I get, the more I want that type of love. The more I want that love, a strong, enduring love. I don't want a Hallmark movie love. You know, the puppy love that you find in so many Hallmark movies. You know what I mean by puppy love, right? When you're first dating somebody or you're first married, everything they do is so cute. Oh, isn't that nice? And then 20 years later, you want to strangle them. Right? Because puppy love does not endure. It does not sustain the relationship the way true love sustains a relationship. See, the true love sustains a relationship when somebody has lost a job and you console them and comfort them. When they're sick at night, And you stay up all night by their bedside, putting the washcloth in their forehead to cool the fever. That's that true love, isn't it? Or taking your beloved to the emergency room, or holding their hand when the end is near. That's the depth, the breadth of a sacrificial love. That is a love that endures beyond time, beyond culture. It is a love that points to God himself. That's the love of the Father who so loved the world that he gave his only son. That's the love that came down that night 2,000 years ago. But is there even more to that type of love? And indeed there is. You know, a couple of years ago, I came across uh, a, a graphic which took the words, for unto us a son is given. And I was really caught by it. And so I recreated it to some degree. It said, for unto us a son is given. And if you take a look at the words there, you find the words, forgiven. See, when God so loved the world, he gave his only son that we may be forgiven, that we may be restored. You know, in in human relationships, it's hard enough to say I'm sorry, isn't it? (laughs) All wives want to hear husbands say that. I'm sorry, I was wrong. Maybe that's just the one lesson all husbands can take away tonight. So there you go. 
there will be peace in the household that way, I guarantee you. But it is, it is hard to say, I forgive you. You know, it's easier to say, I forgive you with somebody who loves you and you love them back, right? It's just easier that way. But it's so hard to say, I forgive you to somebody who doesn't like you, who has harmed you, who might even be your enemy. To say I forgive you is almost impossible for us because it is so costly. It's a great cost to say I forgive you to someone who doesn't love you back. Let me give you an example. I don't know if you've heard of a woman, Corey Ten Boom. Corrie Ten Boom was a young Christian girl. She lived in Holland with her family during World War II. And her family was involved in hiding the Jews fleeing from the Germans. So Corrie and her family, they suffered terribly at the hands of the Nazis. They were in a prison camp, Ravensbrück. Horrific situations. And her sister actually died in that camp. And she spent many harrowing years in that camp. But when the war was done, she committed her life. She committed her life to sharing the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, and the forgiveness of sins to all the people. So she went back to Munich with the message that God forgives. And after speaking in the basement of a building one time, she saw at the end of her talk one of the most cruel guards that was in her prison camp. And he was coming towards her. And in an instant, her mind was just flooded with all of the images that that guard had done. And finally, this prison guard came up to her, stood in front of her, and held his hand out in friendship. He said, a fine message, Fräulein. How good it is to know that you, as you say, all our sins are at the bottom of the sea. In her own words, Corrie ten Boom wrote, And I, who had spoken so glibly of forgiveness, fumbled in my pocketbook rather than take that hand. He would not remember me, of course. How could he remember one prisoner among thousands of women? But I remembered him and the leather crop swinging from his belt. I was face to face with one of my captors, and my blood seemed to freeze. You mentioned Ravensbrook in your talk, he was saying. I was a guard there. No, he did not remember me. But since that time, he went on, I've become a Christian. I know that God has forgiven me for the cruel things I did there, but I would like to hear from your lips as well, Fräulein. Again, the hand came out. Will you forgive me? And I stood there. I, whose sins had again and again had to be forgiven, I could not forgive. 
I had to do it. I knew I had to do it. And yet I stood there, still, coldness clutching my heart. But forgiveness is not an emotion. I knew that too well. Forgiveness is an act of the will. And they, the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Jesus, help me, I prayed. I can lift my hand. I can do that much. You must supply the feeling. And so woodenly, mechanically, I thrust my hand into the one stretched out to me. And as I did, an incredible thing took place. The current started in my shoulder, then raced down my arm, sprang into our joined hands. And then this healing warmth seemed to flood my whole being, bringing tears to my eyes. I forgive you, brother, I cried with all my heart. For a long moment, we grasped each other's hands. The former guard and the former prisoner. I've never known God's love so intensely as I did then. That intensity that she felt is but a foretaste of what we will all feel around his throne in heaven. For God is love, and that love is eternal and endless. And as great as the guard's sin against Corey and her sister, our sins are as great towards God. And yet, in Christ Jesus, he says, I forgive you. You are forgiven. For unto us, a son is given. And in that forgiveness there's a fulfillment of what the angel said that night. There's a fulfillment of peace. And they said, glory to God in the highest, on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Where there is love, there is forgiveness. And where there is forgiveness, there is peace. You see, Paul wrote, so now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Because in Christ Jesus, when you are present with him, there's no more need for faith or hope because you are in the presence of love. You see, for many people, a lot of people, Christmas is just another day. It really is. There's parties, there's presents to open, festivities. And then the next day, well, there's leftovers, right? There's cleaning up the house and, you know, recovering from all of the energy you spent. But Christmas without love, without Christ, isn't Christmas. So when somebody asks you, because I'm going to guess you have some people, some friends, who don't have any faith. And they're going to ask you, you went to a Christmas Eve service? What's Christmas Eve about anyway? 
you can look him square in the eye and say, it was a night when love came down. Amen. In a moment, we'll be singing Silent Night. If I could get ushers to come up, please. So here's the safety speech. I'm actually going to, in our, our light, the wick fell over. Let's see if I can get it lit. Okay, I'm going to take it from one of the Advent candles. Maybe, maybe. Ah. Okay. Next year we'll remember to uh, get the candle better. So we're going to take the light of Christ Jesus, and I will give it to the ushers, and the ushers will then go down the aisle lighting the candles. Here's how it goes. When your candle is lit, always, always, always hold it upright. When an lit candle comes to you, then you can put your candle sideways. Once yours is lit, then upright as well. Go ahead. As all of the other candles are being lit, as you go out tonight, we have candy canes for everyone. And there's the story of the candy cane and the symbolism of the candy cane. So make sure you take one, and if you have a tree or somewhere to decorate, or you just want to eat it right afterwards, that's fine too. Also during the song, when it says speaks of Christ, I will be raising my candle high, and so you can just follow suit if you so desire. Everybody lit. Will you please stand as you are able?
It's just so pretty. I wish you could see. So as you are so moved, you can now blow out your candle. May the love, the light of Jesus Christ be with you this night. May he fill you, your family, your loved ones, and your friends with his love, his grace, and his mercy this night and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a, have a blessed, blessed night. Oh